What is up, everyone? Happy Football Friday. And we got football to talk about. We got pup news getting into training camp here. We got teams reporting left and right uh, over the next week. I believe everyone will be uh, in camp by the time next week rolls around. So uh, let's get right to it. We got some USFL news, NFL news, and uh, we'll end up with the FBS Independent Season Preview, those four teams as well. So USFL news, just two re-signings to talk about. The two-time defending Birmingham Stallions, they have re-signed punter Colby Wadman. Um, excellent punter for them, I believe. Uh, led the league in net average and uh, was all-USFL selection as well. And the Philadelphia Stars, they have re-signed wide receiver Jordan Sewell, an integral part of their offense, and uh, excellent to have him back. We'll see if uh, Case Cook is his back at QB to throw to him as well. NFL news, we have a trade. The New York Jets have found a trade partner for wide receiver Denzel Mims. They traded him to the Detroit Lions along with a 2025 7th round pick for a 2025 conditional 6th round pick. Not sure what the conditions are on that, but uh, nice to see Denzel get a, uh, a fresh start in Detroit on a team that needs receiver production, especially um, in the first six weeks while they are without Jamison Williams. Need someone else to step up and help with uh, the depth behind Amon Ross St. Brown. In other NFL news, the NFL owners have met today and they have, or yesterday, I believe, unanimously voting to approve the sale of the Washington Commanders to the Josh Harris led group. $6.05 billion with a B. Um, the highest price ever for a franchise I uh, and um, yeah it, it's a new day in Washington good to have a good owner in there the owner of the 76ers as well so um, again I think that's going to create such a weird conflict owning a Washington franchise and a Philadelphia franchise but that's just me being a Philly Philadelphia fan as I got my Eagle stuff on but um Along with this sale, the owners have fined former owner Dan Snyder $60 million uh, from the investigation led by investigator Mary Jo White. Uh, that resulted in the findings that Dan Snyder withheld $11 million in revenue from the other NFL teams that they should have shared in, and he sexually harassed a former team employee. So $60 million is what the fine for Dan Snyder is on his way out. So just tax 60, uh, take 60 off of that $6.05 billion. Still $5.45 billion, uh, or, or $6.01 billion seems, uh, $5.99 billion seems pretty solid to me anyways. Getting my numbers wrong. Jeez. Uh, the Bengals, they will induct former 
wide receiver Chad Ochocinco and quarterback Boomer Esiason into their ring of honor on September 25th against the Rams. Two franchise stalwarts, Esiason, a uh, steady presence at, in the 80s with uh, at the quarterback position, and Chad Ochocinco, um, one of the best personalities in football in the 2000s, and also a great football player as well on the field also. And how about Vikings rookie wide receiver Jordan Addison getting into trouble. Speeding uh, is an understatement. He got cited for driving 140 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. Uh, waiting to hear the repercussions from that. But that's just ridiculous. I yell at people all the time for going too fast on the highway. Um, you know, I understand you're young, you have a lot of money now, and, you know, you think you're above the law, but you're not, sir. And, um, I think a lot of guys don't realize that when they get into major college football and also the NFL, um, and other pro leagues, the rules still apply. Like, it's not... It just because you're a professional player, yes, you will get rule break. You will get uh, some breaks from law enforcement and others, but there are still stuff that you can't do. And going almost triple the speed limit is uh, just uncalled for. So yeah, Jordan Addison. We'll see what happens with him. USFL to NFL, guys, here are the Browns. They signed Stallions wide receiver Austin Watkins today. So another Stallion headed to the NFL with, uh, you know, his quarterback Alex Magoo getting a shot in Green Bay. Uh, the Browns also worked out a bunch of other USFL guys, Panthers linebacker Noah Dawkins and tight end Marcus Ball uh, and defensive t- tackle Levi Bell all from the Michigan Panthers there. The Jets, they worked out Breakers running back Wes Hills today. And the Giants worked out his teammate, Breakers defensive back Neville Clark. The Browns also, uh, as a part of the big workout group that they had, they worked out Sea Dragons wide receiver Jacor Pearson, XFL to NFL there. Injuries. So I mentioned it's training camp, so uh, we are getting into the NFI and PUP list season uh first off though want to mention chiefs running back isaiah pacheco had shoulder hand surgeries this off season he said he is expected to be full strength uh when week one comes around so shouldn't have any issues there with pacheco making the first game against detroit and then uh the browns they placed wide receiver marquise goodwin on the non-football illness list Um, So that is the other NFI list. So uh, Marquise, we'll see when he can get back on the field. In terms of NFI non-football injury, the Lions placed rookie quarterback Hendon Hooker on the list. Of course, coming off the torn ACL uh, late in the season last year at Tennessee. Um, Probably not going to be on the field uh, for most of the year. The Ravens, they placed linebacker Tyus Bowser on NFI, as did the Browns with wide receiver Anthony Schwartz. Packers, they placed rookie wide receiver Grant DuBose on NFI. 
And the Raiders placed number seven overall selection defensive end Tyree Wilson on NFI also. In terms of PUP, three guys, uh, or four guys going on PUP to note. The Ravens placing running back J.K. Dobbins and fullback Patrick Ricard on the physically unable to perform list. The Packers doing the same with linebacker Rashawn Gary and defensive back Eric Stokes. And the Raiders placing defensive tackle Byron Young on the pup list as well. The Saints, they released offensive lineman Billy Price with an NFI designation on football injury. So uh, did not last long in New Orleans. The Jags bringing back a familiar face. Uh, defensive end, re-signing defensive end Dwayne Smoot, one year, six and a quarter million max value of that deal, three point three and a quarter million guaranteed. Um, worked out with the Ravens a couple days ago. The Jags saw that and were like, "Nah, we want to keep him." So bringing him back into the fold in Jacksonville. Couple free agent signings: the Ravens they signed Chiefs running back Melvin Gordon to a one-year three point one million dollar deal. Uh, so giving them uh, another crowded backfield four deep there in Baltimore once again. Uh, the Colts they signed Bears defensive lineman Alkadine Muhammad to a one-year deal, just one season in Chicago last year. Was with the Colts, I believe, from 2018 to 2021 and uh familiar with their system even though new head coach in town we'll see uh we'll see what happens there the giants they signed bills wide receiver cole beasley and jets running back james robinson today um so get some good depth and another thing the that was mentioned on Twitter about this Beasley signing the Giants are just weird their wide receiver room has all kinds of slot players and it's just an odd situation and makeup of how they put their wide receiver room together a lot of smaller guys that play the slot but you got to have outside receivers and and some size at some point so we'll see um some workouts, the Texans, they worked out Broncos corner Ronald Darby coming off torn ACL. His re rehab has been going well, though. Uh, the Ravens, they hosted Chargers linebacker Kyle Van Noy on a visit. They uh, could use his work in their pass rush. And the Raiders, they hosted Ravens corner Marcus Peters on a visit. He visited earlier in the spring. Second visit now, just another checkup. And uh, might be time that the Raiders sign Mr. Peters there. So that is all I have for NFL news. I don't see anything new on the Twitter feed. So let's get into the FBS season preview. Yes, yeah, sorry, I forgot to um, forgot to post that the uh, change the name here. But anyways. It is the FBS Independence season preview. We got Notre Dame, uh, UConn, Army, and UMass. That is how I see them finishing out. Decreasing the FBS Independence from, I believe, seven last year. We had New Mexico State, Liberty, um, and I 
think there was one other one. BYU. That's right. BYU, New Mexico State, and Liberty all leaving um, the independents and joining conferences. Liberty and New Mexico State to Conference USA, BYU to the Big 12. So we're down to four. It's the final four, I guess. (laughs) Making a basketball joke in July. But anyways, let's start off with Notre Dame, who had the best record of the independents last season. Uh, Key returners for them. Running back Audric Estime, running back of the year, and a first-team All-Independent. These are this uh, these All-Independent lists are coming from College Football Network, since the AP does not put out an All-Independent list. Um, offensive lineman Joe Alt is was a second-teamer. Linebacker J.D. Bertrand, second team. Corner Benjamin Morris, cornerback of the year, and a first-teamer. Kicker Zach Yalcom. Uh, second teamer and, and as a kickoff specialist. Losses though, a, lo- a lot of talent loss for the Irish. Quarterback Drew Pine transferred, second teamer. Quarterback Tyler Buckner transferred. Running back Logan Diggs transferred. Uh, wide receiver Lorenzo Styles transferred. Tight end Michael Mayer to the NFL, tight end of the year and a first teamer. Offensive lineman Jarrett Patterson to the NFL, first team. Defensive lineman Isaiah Foskey to the NFL first team. Defensive lineman Jason Ademilola to the NFL first team. Uh, Safety Brandon Joseph to the NFL first teamer as a punt returner. And kicker Blake Group to the NFL second teamer. The Irish did get a couple transfers, though. The biggest one here first. Quarterback Sam Hartman comes in from Wake Forest. He will be their starter. Should provide them with a massive upgrade at the quarterback position. Very excellent at Wake Forest. Um, Should provide this offense with some spark there. Running back Devin Ford comes in from Penn State as well. Uh, Got mired back in in the depth chart at Penn State. Was going to retire, I believe, and then ended up transferring to to, uh, Notre Dame here. And then they also, on defense, got safety Thomas Harper out of Oklahoma State. Hard-hitting, strong safety. Uh, should provide them with a, a presence in the back end. So I, Notre Dame was a hard one. I wanted to give them uh, a good record, and I think it could possibly be even better than this, but 8-4 and four is what I have them going. Uh, week 1, they win at home against Navy. They win at home against Tennessee State. They win at NC State. Win at home against Central Michigan. They lose at home against Ohio State. Now, if you remember back to my Big Ten preview, which is funny that it says Big Ten season preview on there, um, I think I had Notre Dame beating Ohio State because it was week five, so second month of the season, and... Being in South Bend, probably a night game, I'm not sure. I feel better about Ohio State now than I did, I think, when we did the Big Ten season preview. But I'm giving Notre Dame a loss there. That one is is an iffy one. That one's a 50-50 matchup for me currently. I just think Ohio State's roster overall is better than Notre Dame's is with the losses that they had. 
um, especially on the defensive side for Ohio State. I think they're pretty solid there. They win at Duke. That one's going to be a tough one. They lose at Louisville. Now, these two games could be flipped. Uh, I really believe in Jeff Brom's crew and the Cardinals with all the transfers that they got. They got uh, probably the other than Colorado, probably the best transfer class was at Louisville this offseason. So I, I like them winning at Duke, losing at Louisville. They lose at home against USC. I think the Trojans roster is just too good, especially with the Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, in his uh, second season as a Trojan there. So, yeah, I, I think they lose at home against USC. That's a rivalry game there. Uh, week nine bye, they win at home against Pitt. They lose at Clemson, Death Valley. Tough game. Uh, probably going to be a night primetime game, so they're not going to win in Death Valley. Uh, and then they win at home against Wake Forest. Sam Hartman gets his revenge. And then they win at Stanford uh, to finish 8-4 and four on the year for the Irish. Decent season, I think, for Marcus Freeman's crew, who I saw at the Mets-Dodgers game in New York City. Um, throwing out the first pitch for the Mets. Moving on to Army. Uh, the Black Knights here, key returners, just three offensive linemen, Jackson Filippowitz, uh, second team, offensive lineman Connor Finucane, second team, and kicker Cole Talley, first teamer as a kickoff specialist. Um, not a lot lost on this team, defensive lineman Quibena Bansu to the NFL, second teamer, and safety Markel Broughton to the NFL, first teamer. That's their biggest loss, it was uh, Broughton on the back end. No key transfers. It's very difficult to transfer into one of the military academies, so uh, no transfers in for Army. I have the Knights going 6-6 six and six here, up and down season at West Point. They win at UL Monroe. They win at home against Delaware State. Then they lose at UTSA on a Friday. They lose at Syracuse. They week five bye. Uh, they win at home against Boston College. Lose at home against Troy. I, I like um, I like the Troy Trojans this year. Uh, they lose at LSU. They win at home against UMass. They lose at Air Force. First leg of the Commander's Cup there. Uh, they win at home against Holy Cross. They lose at home against Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall's still there, y'all. So uh, he's he's going to have something to say for the Chanticleers. And then they win at home against Navy. It's actually in Foxborough, home game for Army, though. Uh, that one's December 9th, so not actually Week 13, but uh, the last game of the regular season, as always. Um, that one's a toss-up. Not sure Army-Navy. I have... Navy going four and eight, I believe, when we did the AAC preview. So uh, I think Army's the better team this year, anyways. Give me the uh, the Knights in that one to finish bowl eligibility. Um, unfortunately, it's not going to be enough because they won't have six wins before that game, which is when all the bowls get announced. So uh, unfortunately, Army won't be going to a bowl with just the five and six record at the time um, unless someone unless they can get in unless there aren't enough teams 
with uh, six wins. Then it opens up the five and seven teams, five and six in Army's case at that point. But they'd have to have uh, five wins, I believe, against FBS opponents, which would also not be um, true because two of their five wins would come against FCS opponents, Delaware State and Holy Cross. So six and six for Army. Let's head on to UConn. Jim Moore, Jr., reigning coach of the year in the FBS independence here. Uh, I like him. I, they, they were surprised 6-6 six and six in his first year back coaching. Um, and I think, I think the Huskies are going to be competitive this year. They return a bunch. Running back Victor Rosa was the newcomer of the year, offensive rookie of the year, and a first-teamer. Offensive lineman Christian Hayes, first-team. Offensive lineman Chase Lunt, uh, second team. Defensive lineman Eric Watts, second team. Linebacker Jackson Mitchell got everything. Player of the year, defensive player of the year, linebacker of the year, and a first team all, all independent. Uh, defensive back Chris Sheeran was a second team. Defensive back Durante Jones was a second team as a special teamer. And uh, kicker Noah Ru Ruelas uh, was the kicker of the year and a first teamer in the independents. Key losses for the Huskies, running back Nathan Carter transferred, wide receiver Aaron Turner transferred as a second-teamer, linebacker Brandon Boyer-Randall uh, to the NFL, defensive rookie of the year, first-teamer as a flex on defense, and corner Trey Wortham to the USFL as a first-teamer. Just two key transfers for Jim Morris' crew, quarterback Alex Alexander Honig comes over from TCU, and linebacker Eric Gilliard uh, from Kansas. I have the Huskies tying Notre Dame at the top of the Independence eight and four for me. Really solid second year for uh, Mora's crew. They lose at home against NC State on a Thursday. Not sure about that one. NC State is interesting this year, uh, so we'll see how that first game goes. Could set the tone for the season. Uh, for either side. They win it at Georgia State. Uh, they win at home against FIU. They lose at home against Duke. I like Riley Leonard, so that's that's why, even though it's uh, at UConn. They win at home against Utah State. They win at Rice. Uh, week 7, bye. They win at home against USF. Win at Boston College. Uh, they lose at Tennessee. They lose at JMU. Uh, they win at home against Sacred Heart, and they win at UMass to end 8-4. and four. Really like this Huskies team. I think they're going to get an excellent bull bid um, at 8-4. and four. So, yeah, Jim Mora and, uh, and crew, give it, give it to them. And finally, UMass. Uh, I am very sorry, Minutemen fans. It's not going to be good, y'all. But uh, key returners, running back Greg DeRosier Jr., second team as a kick returner, defensive back Jordan Mahoney as a second team, uh, defensive back Tyler Rudolph, second team as well. Losses. Wide receiver Cameron Sullivan-Brown to the CFL, second team. Tight end Josiah Johnson transferred. Defensive lineman Marcus Kushney uh, to the XFL, second team. 
Linebacker Jalen Mackey to the NFL first team and corner Josh Wallace transferred as a second teamer. UMass actually, though, did get some solid transfers. Um, quarterback Tyson Fomachan from Georgia Tech. Wide receiver Mark Pope from uh, Jackson State. Wide receiver Christian Wells from Appalachian State. And safety Jalen Harrell it comes in from Miami. So those are four solid guys. Fomachan going to be the starting quarterback, I would have to think. Um, big 6'4", six, 6'5", six, frame, I think. And uh, 230-ish. So big quarterback there. Uh, we'll see if he can do it. I just don't believe in UMass. They have never really been that good. So um, I have them 1-11. It's, it's pretty bleak. Their schedule is tough as well um, in cer certain spots. They lose at New Mexico State week one, lose at Auburn week two. Uh, they lose at home against Miami, Ohio. Maybe they can get that one, but Miami, Ohio is usually one of the better MAC teams um, every year. They lose at Eastern Michigan, also a pretty solid MAC opponent. Uh, they lose at home against New Mexico. Maybe they can get that one. Uh, they lose at home against Arkansas State. That's the other one, though, that I think they could possibly get is the uh, Arkansas State game. Uh, I don't think the Red Wolves should be that good this year. Obviously, I'll know more when we talk about our Sun Belt preview. They lose at home against Toledo. Toledo's always usually solid for, for a MAC team. They lose at Penn State. Uh, week 9 bye. They lose at Army. They win at home against Merrimack. That's their one win against the only FCS team they play. Uh, they lose at Liberty. That one, again, not sure. Not really confident about the Flames this year. So we'll see. Um, and then they lose at home against UConn. Just mentioned the Huskies there. So 1-11 for the Minutemen. Sorry, y'all. It's not good. It's a tough schedule with uh, not many winnable games, I think, for UMass. Um, I think their ceiling is two with the Arkansas State game. Possibly three if they can beat Liberty, but that's also at Liberty, a road game. So um, not very confident about that one. But yeah, most wins I see is two for the Minutemen this year. And that is the, the FBS Independence Preview, y'all. Short show today. But uh, to recap, Notre Dame and UConn finishing at the top, eight and four apiece. Six and six for the Black Knights of Army, and one and eleven for UMass Minutemen. There. Um, next Friday we will be back talking uh, Mountain West. We'll have all your college football NFL news. We'll have training camp in full swing as well, and uh, we'll get some Mountain West coverage, talk to Boise State and the rest of the crew. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media, at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, FAA underscore bets as well. FAAPodcast.com is our website. You can check us out here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you all for watching. Go USA tonight in the Women's World Cup. And uh, we will see you all back on Tuesday.